Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hello. Listen, I, I feel that I just need to address something mm. because if I don't, it's going to get weird. Mm. Um, which, which is, you will have noticed that the the arrival of the podcast, and sometimes it even uh, coming down the pipe at all, is a little erratic at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, all I can say about that is it's due to personal circumstances, but they're not my personal circumstances, so I can't talk about it particularly yeah but uh, so, so it's like this weird thing where you know what i'm like i like to tell you everything mm-hmm. but um uh, also trying to sort of respect what's um mine to tell and what isn't yeah but I, I hope that you know that i'm not just uh flim flamming you that is it's genuine um things are a little, little bit rough at the moment but um but it's okay don't go worrying mm-hmm. if you want to go worrying i really love sympathy <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah. Give me some sympathy. Um, just like people saying, they're there. Oh, it's so comforting. They're there. They're there. They're and there. I also like people just stroking my forehead. Oh, do you? Yeah. The forehead, not the hair, the, the actual skin they're on there. the forehead. Oh, it's okay. They're there. It's okay. They're it's, there. It's quite nice doing it to myself now yeah. I'm doing it. If you think that's nice, get someone else to do it for you. Now, I'm not going to because we've got no. boundaries. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, maybe your lover, Tom, would do it for you. I don't know. <laughs> it's really nice to feel the touch of another human being. Oh, I don't know. Is it your child? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Reintroduce a bit of spark into your relationship. Oh, him, like, stroking my forehead going, there, there. You think that's going to... Well, you've got to start somewhere. It's a weird you spark. Gotta... But... It's a weird spark, but, you know... Uh, Okay. Yeah, baby steps. I'll try it and all that. Um, so, so, so that's uh, that's that situation, um, which I, th- I think I can talk around this. Uh, so, so, I'm in a hospital a lot at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of my life. This weekend, I was in a hospital. Sarah was there, and um, yeah, making a lot of small talk with nurses. As we know, small talk not my strong suit. No. And um, we we get onto the subject. Sarah had heard a statistic that uh, about fifty percent of men are scared of needles. Is it that high? That's what the according to another nurse that Sarah had been speaking oh, to earlier in the okay. week. Um, whereas it's, it's close to ten percent of women. 
So say statistic, I think there's probably anecdotal evidence, but I hear it a lot from oh, okay. medical professionals because okay. I am needle phobic. Yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, so, so this is being discussed and I don't know what possessed me. Well, I think I do know what possessed me. Do you know what I think I was trying to be? What? Great guy. Great guy. Because what I really hate is macho men like men are tough, women aren't. Mm-hmm. I'm the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to sort of acknowledge that. I understand what it is to be a woman. Not understand what it is to be a woman, but I have empathy and I understand what women's bodies do. Okay. It's very, very, can do. It's what a very great impressive. guy you are. Yeah. You are a great guy. So, I don't quite express it as clearly as that. Okay. Ready for what I said? Oh, yes, Barry. Oh, God, I don't know if I can say it now. <laughs> it's so awful and so embarrassing. So, we talk about this and, you know, women, um, women not being as afraid and and I just go, <laughs> oh god I just can't. well well women bleed <laughs> every month women bleed you didn't say that I did you did not I did I, I once bought a box of tampons in front of you before and you recoiled in horror oh I was acting up I was, <laughs> I was acting up I'll tell you what I'll tell you how I know I was acting up yeah. because I love buying tampons oh because you want to be the great guy yes yeah 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 I love like making the shopkeeper uncomfortable by asking questions so have you got the ones with the I see these ones are just the, the two drips for the medium flow have you got <laughs> the ones with the three droplets um can I tell you something? No one has ever said that before, ever. You're the only person who said those yeah, words. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was saying to Sarah, I said this on the other podcast, actually, like often if I'm buying tampons mm. and they say, do you want a bag? I say no, not for eco reasons, but because I want people to see me walking through the street with tampax. <laughs> great guy. Because I am a great guy. You are a great guy. Do you know who I don't think um, I conveyed that I was a great guy to? This nurse. Yeah, because the, the, it was two nurses, actually, and... Oh. and I don't think they're used to being around because they they'd be in their twenties. Oh, okay. Yeah, an old man saying women bleed <laughs> every, every month, month. Women bleed. Yeah, not good. No, right. Yeah, yep. Great guy, obviously, but yeah. not, not good. My my weekend included uh, an unexpected trip to the hospital we we ended up staying there three days mm. that wasn't the worst thing the worst thing was me saying <laughs> women bleed every month <laughs> oh what is wrong with me Annabelle? what is wrong with me i went to see billy bragg last week ah yes yeah which uh he's, he's got felt, felt festive he's got like a santa quality to him these days his beard has got whiter with age that happens to all of us mm-hmm. You're unconvinced by the Santa Claus, but yeah, yeah. Very. Unless he uh, was wearing a red hat, I'm not convinced. No, he wasn't. He okay. wasn't. But and if he was, it'd be something like a commie hat. Yes. <laughs> Just because I dress like this doesn't mean I'm communist. Um, yeah, it was good. It was. Uh, it was good. But um, I do find audience members strange. Hmm. So they've paid money to go and see Billy Bragg. Yeah. And I will hear like drunk, big drunk men just yelling out things like. F off, Billy! They don't say F. What? Really? Get on with it, Billy! If you're telling a story, get on with it, Billy! Thinking, do you just want this to be ever done with so you can go home? Is somebody, it's so weird. It's very bizarre because it wasn't like a free thing. No, no. They, they would have paid for Yeah, tickets. yeah. But do you know what I think it is? Mm. Banter. But it's bad banter. Yeah, I mean, is, is there good banter? Oh, yeah. Is there? Oh, yeah. Do you have a bit of banter, do yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I don't like banter. <laughs> I'm not a banter guy. Uh. 
I would be if, like, if I was quick witted. So you didn't say things like women bleed yeah, yeah. every month. Um, you sent me some clippings again. I did. Let's have a look at some of them. Go on. Okay, first one. I'm going to click on this. I see you've been on technosapiens.substack.com. Oh, it's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, it says, new study, a better way to kill time. And, uh, and, and basically, it's uh, a report saying that the vast majority of American adults use their phones when they're out in public. 73% say they do so just to give them something to do, and 54% to avoid interacting with others. So waiting at a bus stop, what do you do? Get your yeah. phone out, that yeah. kind of thing. I guess we're living in a golden age, aren't we? Well, yeah. Okay. You, you say I can I can hear scepticism in your voice. A little bit. All right. I want you to think back before you had a mobile phone. Yeah. Was it better? It's different. No, no, that's not what I asked. <laughs> it wasn't. What were you doing? Looking out the window? Oh. Like getting lost in your thoughts. Uh-uh. Do you really want to be getting lost in your thoughts? Uh-uh. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, 90% say they use their phone at the most recent social gathering. I just, I just like just any opportunity to get it out. Someone will be I'll steer the conversation onto a TV show or film. Go, oh, what's that actor's name? Oh, I'll, I'll Google it. Oh, you're itching to be able to get it out. Oh, any excuse. I want to be excuse. looking at my phone instead of people. Mm. Anyway, uh, so so this is a new study in the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology from the University of British Columbia uh, to sort of figure out why people are doing this, how it affects them. Um, so they recruited nearly 400 college students and created a fake recreation room. Um, and there was a giant Jenga game in there, right? Oh, yeah. And they were split into groups, and they'd spend 20 minutes in there. Half of them were randomly assigned to wait without their phones, and half were waiting with their phones. And then they studied the effects afterwards. And um, I'm skimming here. Okay. But basically, the results were... It was... um, there was no temporary benefit of phone use during the first five minutes. Um, and then in the phone group, 27% of participants in this room, remember all these people are together, yeah. didn't socialise at all. Right. But that was only 6% in the no phone group. So if you're not looking at your phone, something terrible happens. Right. You start talking to people. <laughs> Awful. Uh. Awful. Or you have to be the person who just sits there and doesn't talk and then and just sort of looks at their fingers and stuff. Very, very weird. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to be looking at your fingers, do you? Not my fingers. No. no they're horrible. <laughs> I think I've lost weight in my left hand. Oh. Why would that be? Is that your um, bad it's hand? It's my bad hand, so I'm not using it much. So if anything, I thought it would have blo- bloated. I don't think it works that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Anyway, what what I can't see from skimming it mm. is how many people played uh, Jenga. Right. But I think it was quite a few, which makes you think humans are simple. Mm. Just a bunch of simpletons. Well, basically we are, yes. Yeah. 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 And um, there's, a, there's a Kurt Vonnegut book. I don't know if you read it. Um, Galapagos. Yes, I have, yeah. And it's a brilliant premise. I'll save you reading it. It's basically narrated... The, the the narrator's voice is something like a million years in the future or ten million years in the future, and by that and and back in our time, 
something had happened where almost all human beings had been wiped out, apart from a tourist group who'd gone to the Galapagos Islands. So, in other words, that tiny group of humans was left to evolve on these islands. And they just became stupider and lazier and, um, you know, just lay around all the time, eating, making love. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) The idea being that evolution corrects what is wrong with the species Mm. and what is wrong with the human race is that our brains have got too big and we'd be a lot happier if we were just dumber. Right, right. Which I really like that. Mm, mm, mm. And that is why I'm making some life changes. Something <laughs> <laughs> more like that, except for the making love. Okay. Good. Because, mm. yeah, yeah, we know why. Obvious reasons. <laughs> Shall we hear from the drifters? Let's. Oh, I should say as well... Mm. Next week is our last show, be- show podcast before Christmas. Yes. Maybe we'll have some Christmassy stories next week. What that do you would be think? nice, yeah. How, how would that, what are you seeing for a Christmassy story? Is it Anything about talk, presents, uh, parties, Christmas trees, Christmas days. Have you had an awkward moment with Santa? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I imagine his small talk is quite good when you sit on the knee. But yeah. oh, There's always going to be a gift giving one. Come on. Yeah. Dredge it out. Yeah. You don't have to. Be nice though. I remember once mm. like being roped into a secret Santa. Oh, yeah. And like it's five pounds per gift. Mm. I'm a good gift giver, but yeah. not on a budget. <laughs> so I like went, I don't know, 10 times over or something. <laughs> 10 times. No. I got a really nice Danish designed like um, card holder wallet for somebody. Wow. Saw them unwrap it, look at it with disdain. Oh, God. And then just leave it on the desk. Painful. Yeah. That's so rude. I but know. then you can get away with it because you think they like no one well you are watching the person, aren't you? It's rude. They, oh, yeah. They're just rude. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like anonymous gift giving. Because <laughs> you want them to be, they want to yes. know it's you. Yes, yes. That you're the one that put the effort in. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, let's go to this week's ones. First one is from Mike in South Wales. I catch a park and ride bus to work about twice a week, and I'm usually pretty early, so the bus isn't that busy, and I'll get a seat to myself for the whole journey. The other day I was running late, so I caught a later bus, and on the way into town it was getting busier than I'm used to, so I moved my bag off the seat next to me to make way for someone to sit down. Sure enough, at the next stop, I was joined by another commuter for the rest of the journey. Being a park and ride bus, it has a final destination, and that is where I get off. But there are other stops before this, and people start disembarking a few stops before the end. As it happens, the double seat opposite our seat became free, and my travelling companion immediately moved over to that seat. Now, I don't know about you... I can guess. But being a drifter, if I was sat on the seat next to the aisle and the double seat opposite me became free, I wouldn't move across to it for fear of upsetting the person I was sat next to. Mm. Why move? It's only three more stops till the end of the journey. What's wrong with me that I had had I committed some terrible bus commuting faux pas? Now, even though I'm a drifter, or maybe because of it, I'm actually pretty thick-skinned and not really worried about why he moved, but I did begin to worry that he might now be reflecting on what he had done. (laughs) And in order to relieve his woe, I got off at the next stop, two stops before my (laughs) usual stop, to try and convey that he had somehow known I was getting off and that was the reason he had already moved. Sometimes I wish I wasn't a massive drifter. Let Let me give you a word that might explain this goes to people who perhaps are more anxious about why somebody moves Mm. i'm going to give you a word because i I do it sometimes and here's the word 
slump. Slump. Yeah. So I want to be slumped against the side of the bus mm. with my head all against the window, squished against the window, rather than sitting on an aisle where I'm having to support more of myself. <laughs> support. You so, do, you should so my strength. back is supported. <laughs> but I'm re- I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to be open on one side, like, mm. you know, on that, that left side of... I don't know why I'm just envisaging that side of the bus, mm. but that's that's where I'm feeling this story is. Okay, I want my face up against that window. Oh, do you um, press your skin on the glass? Yeah. Oh, yeah, revolting. But I don't believe in germs. No, but it's when someone leaves, like, it happens a little bit less. Oh, no, I carry windoline with me and I always <laughs> clean it. I do. And a little chamois leather. It's a vegan chamois leather because <laughs> I don't use leather. When people leave, well, like... that's a thing. A vegan chamois. Hey, it is. could be our ticket. Oh, no, is it, it is. Yeah. A vegan chamois I leather. I think so. I mean, I haven't got one. Huh. I think I've seen one. When people leave... What type of animal is a chamois? It's lambskin, isn't it? Ah. I think. I don't know. know. I'm just guessing all it's these things. It's a bit things. of a babyish word, like lamy chamois. Lamy <laughs> I'm always surprised by how that word looks when you see it written down. I know. It's like, it should be chamois, shouldn't it? Or chamois. Chamois. Chamois yeah. leather. Mm. Anyway, can I mm. say what I was going to say? Yeah. You don't want me to? No, I do. I don't like it to the extent that it makes me want to throw up is when I see someone has left a greasy mark from their hair on the glass and you can see not just the grease, but the, the imprints of oh, the hair strands. Horrible. You're putting yeah. your face near that. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I see it less these days. I think people use less grease on their hair. They're like me. They bring a chamois leather with them. Or maybe people don't use Brill Cream now. It's not the 50s anymore. It's a long time since I've been on a bus. Right, let's move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, hold on a minute. So would you convey, would you, so if you move, would you say, I just need to slump? Or would you just, would you slump and make make them? No, no, I just, yeah. You know, I don't don't want to speak to somebody ever. of course not. Sorry. Silly me. Okay, let's move on to James, Lord of Treasure. Mm. A little story of social awkwardness. Actually, I might not be able to read this. You decide. A little story of social awkwardness that still haunts me after several years. I have to announce that this tale has been read out before on one of Danny Baker's podcasts at least a year ago when he requested stories of putting your foot in it or something similar. Mm. I understand if you would rather not include it. I'm not sure how much crossover there is between the two shows. What do you think? I can't imagine there's that much. So, so, so number one, mm. I feel like we're getting a bit sloppy seconds. Yep. Right? Yep. But I think Danny is the master. Yeah, I don't think he, you know, is. You know, the the rest of us aren't fit to touch the hem of his garments. Mm-hmm. Is what I think. Um, I do wonder if a bit of me thought if it was any other podcast, not having that then, but because it's him, I'm like, oh well. If it's good enough for Danny, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah. Um, if if you do also listen to Danny's podcast, mm. I mean, I'm just honoured that you would yeah, even like spend both. time with yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. My poor mother Mary died a few years ago on December the 23rd. So first thing Christmas Eve, I was ringing the funeral directors to at least make that initial inquiry and set wheels in motion ahead of the holiday period. To my amazement, they had a late morning appointment. I went into the reception area to see an, and to only see an empty desk, but also one other customer, a little old dear with a tissue clamped to her nose, sitting in one of the chairs across the room. We exchanged a sympathetic morning. Nobody needs a heavy conversation at a time like this. There can't be many good reasons for being where we found ourselves on Christmas Eve. There was then an awkward four or five minutes until the receptionist came back. Oh, I'm sorry, she said. Are you together? A simple enough question for a normal person to answer, surely. My reply, not yet. 
not yet. This little old biddy was most likely there arranging the funeral of her dearly beloved husband of 60 years. The chances of her being amused were quite slim. I may well be a fully paid up, clunky, awkward, socially inept drifter, but how could I be so insensitive? Talk about misjudging the situation. I could only hope that the grief had rendered her hard of hearing for a few seconds. No more was said, and I think I might have got away with it, despite the stink eye <laughs> from the receptionist. It's <laughs> a great word, stink eye, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad glad that we uh, we got Danny's sloppy yeah, seconds there. Who cares? Who cares? Even delicious reheated. Yeah. Send us your story, please. Especially if it has a Christmas component for next oh, week. Oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. It's hello at Adrift Podcast. shouted that at you, didn't oh. I? <laughs> um, it's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle? Yes. What's going on on that substack of yours? Oh, this week I have a little early gift for the lovers, not the haters, of Mug Chat. Oh. <laughs> because I've written about. My hierarchy of mugs and how you must never touch my top tier ones. Uh, but delve a bit deeper than I think Mug Chat. No, I think you can't go any deeper than Mug Chat ever went. No, really. we devoted a lot of time to talking about mugs on this podcast. And quite rightly so. And raising the ire of the, the Mug, hate, mug yeah. Chat haters. Yeah. So if you're a mug hater, you can unsubscribe for a week if you want. I won't take it personally. Just come back for the following week. Which I would is- say don't come back because then you might have a, a, a smaller readership for your Substack, but of a higher quality. Oh, very controversial. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I'm writing about mugs. It can only be fascinating, in my opinion, which it is. And you can find it on bit weird, quite normal, uh, annabelleport.substack.com. It's a lot. But if you just type Annabelleport in yeah. Substack or even Google, you'll find just it. Just Google my name. You'll find it. You'll find me. Okay. Right. Uh, and do you have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? I do. So I've mentioned before some of the weird things about where I live, about my flat how three out of the six internal doors won't stay shut unless they're closed and then they're quite hard and sticky to open so I prefer to have them pulled too but they only stay like that because they've got an old hotel slipper rammed underneath them and these (laughs) slippers really pick up the dust and they look terrible and the three that won't stay shut are all on the same side of the flat so I think my house might be tilting that's one weird thing it's also the coldest place on earth which is brilliant for the one week of the year that there's a heat wave and nobody can sleep but we're going to bed in full pjs under a 12 tog duvet there's my upstairs neighbor who claims that when i turn the taps off it makes a very loud noise 25 percent of my windows don't open the bathroom doesn't have a working extractor fan but the spare room which is tom's workroom has got an extractor fan which i think is very unusual for a room that's not a kitchen or the bathroom but it's because it gets so cold and damp in there because it's got three external walls my son's room isn't big enough to fit a single bed in because of some of because of some built-in wardrobes. So he's still got a cot bed, even though he's six. <laughs> to be fair, the sides are off and he can lie stretched out. He doesn't have to sleep like a hedgehog. So that's good. <laughs> and due to some weird thing going on with the deeds, I own the stairs inside my upstairs neighbour's flat. <laughs> oh, and I've still got a prepayment electricity meter that a previous occupant, who was less financially prudent than me, had to have put in. <laughs> As you can see, there's a lot that's not quite ideal, but there's also a lot of really nice things about it. One of the slightly less ideal things, and this is not something I've mentioned before, Mm. is that my kitchen and bathroom windows look out onto my next door neighbour's kitchen and bathroom windows. And when I say look out, there's two metres between them. Now, the bathroom one isn't a problem as we've both got, you know, that distorted glass. Mm. So all you can see is a fleshy outline when someone's in there, (laughs) but you just look away immediately if you catch that catches your eye. Yes. 
Now that I've said that out loud, it does seem like a massive problem. But um, it's amazing what you get used to, right? I really love the phrase fleshy outline. <laughs> fleshy outline. <laughs> the kitchen one is weird, though, because we've both got normal glass. So you can just see directly into another person's kitchen. And as I've mentioned before, on numerous occasions, I'm incredibly nosy. And my sink is at the window. So when I'm washing up, it's agony to not look ahead and see what's going on. But I manage it mostly. It's harder in the winter when we've all got our lights on because it's like lighting up a stage for me. (laughs) And here's the worst thing in the world. When me and my neighbour happen to take a glimpse at the same time and catch each other's eyes for like a tiny millisecond. And then the horror floods through me and I look away and, and I pretend that I was like moving my head around or like, it's so embarrassing. Now, it's a couple next door. They're kind of the same age as me and Tom. And they've got a son who is five days older than our son. So we talk a lot like our kids in the same class, you know. But this situation with the window has never been mentioned. It's an unspoken thing. Our son has spent the last six years like blissfully unaware of this peephole into their world mm. until, and this is where it gets really bad, very recently, and he's worked it out now. And now he wants to stand on a chair and wave at whoever's in the kitchen. Oh, my God. You're not allowed home screen time. <laughs> I wish ah. I was could be interested in looking at somebody out of a window. Is he, is he okay? I want to be as nosy as me. Which set is he in at school? What's his set? <laughs> <laughs> How do I tell him that it's an unacknowledged thing? How do I explain that we're pretending that we can't see into each other's houses? Like, it's the only thing keeping us all sane in this situation. So I've realised there's only one thing I can say. I'm going to say, what? I can't see anything. No, there's nothing there. Make him think he's going mad. Gaslighting. Halluc- gaslighting, hallucinating him, seeing things. That, to me, is the only solution. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Shall I have a look at some more of these clippings that you sent me? Go on then. Yeah. Have a look here. From The Guardian. Want to skip that Christmas party? The host probably won't mind study shows. US research finds that people who decline an invitation regularly overestimate negative consequences. Fake news. (laughs) Fake news! I just think that that's trying to undermine the whole um, premise of this podcast. That people actually don't care and don't think about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you, you've got to uh, you've you've got to spend weeks agonising mm. about the fact that you expect to turn up at this party, yeah, and you, you've got to create a very elaborate excuse, mm-hmm. um, and then feel terrible about it for years afterwards, and be obsessed with the fact that they're thinking about it and yeah. annoyed with you about or it, or force yourself to go mm. where you'll inevitably say something. <laughs> inappropriate mm. or inept or clunky mm. and then you can spend years worrying about that and so you yeah, know yeah, well, yeah, this, yeah. I feel this newspaper article is trying to take years away from us yeah, it's ridiculous. what would we be doing with those years if we weren't either worrying about that fact that we hadn't gone to the party and offended someone yeah. or 
feeling awful about having gone to the party and said something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't buy it. However, The Guardian redeems themselves with this. Mm. story about the International Space Station. Yeah. And it's, uh, um, I think he's an astronaut. Yeah, US. He's not a cosmonaut. Um, <laughs> you like that? Mm-hmm. Feels petty, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have a different word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is uh, an astronaut called Frank Rubio who grew a tomato on the space station, then it went missing, and he was accused of eating it, which really gives you an insight into what happened. You know, you think Big Brother's bad when people oh, are locked up together. Man. Imagine how petty it gets on that International Space Station. So bad. And he spent eight months looking for it. Eight months? Not, yeah. so, not solidly, I hope. That's well, a bit mad. It says eight months. Wow. He said, says here he spent up to 20 hours searching for it. Oh, okay. Well, that's not eight months. That's 20 hours. Yeah, but That's still a lot, though. That's a lot of time. Really makes you think about what state that International Space station is isn't it oh haven't we heard before it's a right old state well obviously yeah because yeah. i mean you know sarah keeps a tidy house mm. but I, th- I think that if a tomato had gone missing I, c- I could spend a couple of hours like checking every nook and cranny mm, mm, mm. and i think sort of size wise just in terms of square meterage how big is the international space station it's probably only about as big as the terraced house isn't it mm. so there'd just be stuff everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah um it's encouraging to know that they can grow tomatoes in space, isn't it? Well, for me, yeah. You love a tomato. I do. I'd have a nice diet if I lived in space. Do you know where one of the best tomatoes I ever ate was? It wasn't space, was it? It wasn't. No, <laughs> right, right, no, go on. No. Uh, Iceland. For the country? Yes, yeah, not the supermarket. <laughs> I just helped myself. so hungry on the way around. I just helped myself and then um, <laughs> confess. Yeah, the end. At the checkout. Because you can't keep the wrapper, can you? No, no, you'd have to confess. And you wouldn't know the exact weight of the tomato that you'd eaten. No. So you you would either end up overpaying or underpaying mm. if you just substituted with another one. Yeah. Unless Iceland do a per tomato deal. I don't think they do. I've never been to Iceland. I wouldn't know. That or the country. You've never been to Iceland? No, I've never lived near one. So you'd never, you wouldn't ever go to supermarket. You didn't you live there. You're near. better than Iceland, do you? I, ne- I, I just explained why and you yeah. still jumped onto that. I've never lived near one. Right. I, think right. I think they're better. I think they're princess there. <laughs> No, I would never live in a neighbourhood <laughs> with an Iceland in it. <laughs> I think everything's better because it's all frozen. Does that not make it better? It costs well a lot of money. Isn't it? Yeah. Freezing stuff, yeah. yeah. I do like Iceland. Never, never been. <laughs> what, do you want to go now? <laughs> no, thanks. Okay. No, I'm better Carry than that. Carry on the podcast, <laughs> What was I talking about? Oh, Iceland, the countries. You mm. had a, your best tomato ever yeah. in Iceland. Do you want so, to elaborate? So, so my, my wife, who... Um, Worked in uh, an Italian restaurant for a now disgraced American celebrity chef. Right. I won't say the name because um, no one will have heard of him unless you're in America. Okay. It's really weird that British celebrity chefs, Mm. Gordon Ramsay, Mm -hmm. Jamie Oliver, Nigella Lawson. All famous in America? Yeah. Oh, okay. American celebrity chefs. Don't don't get famous here. Can't name one. Weird. Isn't it weird? No, that is weird. Which country... Which country is the food a punchline around the world? Yeah, ours. Ours. And yet, we're better at exporting celebrity chefs than the Americans. That's what we're good at. I think it's more that, you know, we're just sniffy about letting Americans on TV. No, right. (laughs) (laughs) We get enough of them anyway. Do we have to put them on our shows? Yeah. It's that, isn't it? Um... What was that to say? Iceland. Tomato. Iceland, yeah. yeah. So so she, she um, having worked for this now disgraced celebrity chef, mm. will still quote him saying, uh, you should only really eat tomatoes. And they, there's, there's only a few weeks a year where you should eat tomatoes because they just don't taste good otherwise. Yeah. 
Let me tell you something. I ate this tomato in Iceland in January better than I've, I've been some places. I've been some places. Provence. Mm-hmm. I've eaten in the finest restaurants in Provence. Tuscany. Stayed in exquisite hotels in Tuscany. <laughs> but hmm. this tomato in Iceland. Mamma mia. Really? Oh, the Pomodoro in Iceland. Re- yeah. Why is it so good? Here's what I think it is. It's like a very futuristic greenhouse and the soil is very volcanic oh. and heated by the underwater geothermal oh. things. And uh, I, I, I bit into a tomato. Oh, bless it. Just took one of those wow. chef's kiss. Had a tomato soup out of this world. Do you know what I don't like generally? Soup. Do you know what I loved? This soup. Wow. Go to Iceland. I'm going. But not the supermarket. I'm not going to the supermarket. If, if, if anybody is half listening and then thinks, oh, I'm going to go to Iceland and <laughs> eat one of their tomatoes, you, you might think, you might be underwhelmed. I yes. don't know. I think yeah. they're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would never get my fresh veg from Iceland. No, oh. you're too good for that. <laughs> go to one of those fancy organic delis. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, what else? What else we got here? There's more? Well, you sent me loads of clippings. Oh, I might as well have a look at them. Okay. <laughs> The Ritz in Paris. Oh, don't remember this one. No longer owned by Do, uh, um, Mohamed Al Fayed, but RIP, mm, no, of course. No. But I think it maybe changed hands a while ago. I don't know. Mm. Haven't kept abreast of that situation. No, no he definitely had it in the most recent series of The Crown. Okay, but um, I don't know what's happened since. I know that he no longer. I know that at the time of his death, he didn't own Harrods anymore, and I know that because the um, gaudy, tacky memorial to Dodie and Diana had been removed. Oh, although. Thinking about it, mm. this this story makes me think maybe it hasn't changed hands. Okay, because the gaudy tacky memorial to Diana mm. was um, so it's like huge photographs of them inside replicas of like conjoined engagement rings, right? But then enclosed in a glass case, there was the the tray um, of room service in the room on the night of the car accident. Oh, that's really, really weird. And it, it had, like, a mark of her lips on a on a glass, like oh, a wine glass or a champagne glass or something. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, you know... Which makes me think, I don't know how many hours that have been sat there in the corridor. Presumably mm. just put it on the floor outside the room like people do. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't possibly have a tray in my room. I'm going to put it on the floor outside. I'm, I'm a bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's but, like sleeping in a kitchen. I yeah. couldn't do it. But but the fact that by the time, you know, at least one of them was pronounced dead, mm. it hadn't been cleared. Interesting. And cleaned. Yeah. And gone into the dishwasher. Mm. Are you saying you're suspicious? Yes. Oh. About the hygiene standards. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, mm. on that. Mm. Missing €750,000 ring found in hotel vacuum bag. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, a ring worth a quarter of a million euros, £643,000. It's money. painful, isn't it? Mm. I think about that exchange rate. <laughs> it is. Oh, you get nearly two to the pound. Mm. The holidays I used to go on. Ugh. I used to earn like, good money as well, though. Mm, it's all different now. Yeah, <laughs> everything is different mm. now. Um, which went missing at the Ritz Hotel in Paris has been found in a vacuum cleaner. The owner, a Malaysian businesswoman, who was a guest at the hotel, filed a police complaint on Friday after suspecting an employee of stealing it. She seems nice. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. She seems lovely. I bet she had one in mind as well. I bet she did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Ritz security guards found the ring lying amongst the dust in a vacuum bag on Sunday, according to the Le Parisien. Um, what I want to say about this is... 
So I don't want to... Actually, I don't want to cast aspersions about the cleanliness of the Ritz in Paris. No. However, you know, I didn't for a minute think that the uh, the, the member of staff, the employee, had stolen it. But how invested in what you're doing mm. are you mm. if something that big is rattling around inside a vacuum? <laughs> like if a tiny bit of Lego yes. goes in mine, it's yeah, like yeah, clanging yeah, 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 around. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. so right. Yeah, oh, I can't be asked dealing with that. Whatever it is. Oh, you don't care, do you? Because <laughs> you just think I'd bit Lego. <laughs> and this is why you should always tip uh, the uh, the domestic staff in a hotel. Yeah. Shall I try another? Go on then. What's this? Oh, maybe I'll save that for a minute. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I won't. I'll finish on that one. Okay. I've got nothing to say, really, apart from. <laughs> so Annabelle sent me a story. It's on the um, Newsround website. I love John Craven's news round. I watch oh, him with Jean sometimes. Do you? Yeah, he looks nothing like he used to. <laughs> he's now a woman oh. and he's changed colour. It's very much like Doctor Who. Oh. Um, uh, it says, giant hole bigger than six... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it says, giant hole yeah. bigger than 60 Earths has oh. appeared in the sun. Oh, I just want to tell you, like, I, I opened this link earlier. I just clicked on it. I just want to tell you the two words I said. Yeah. I went, oh, and then the next word was a profanity. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't read the rest of the article. Don't have anything to say about it. But I just saw that oh. giant hole bigger than 60 years oh. has appeared inside oh. the sun. And I went, God. oh. Sh- oh, God. Yeah. And I still feel like that. Are you, you going to bother reading all? No, don't bother. No. No. Because I, I thought... It's doom at hand. It's bad news. It's not. It's not good. It's, it's not, not great. Headline news. It's weird how it's on news round, but not like I don't know. Yeah, I know. News but at 10. yeah, that's a, every journo's dream, isn't it, to break a story? Yeah. Okay. Maybe they think we can't handle it on the grown-up news. Ah, uh, too much. Society's going to break down. People Panic. Are going to start looting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, d- I don't think it's good news. But. If you remember from last week's episode, I'm supposed to be going to a birthday party next week. So <laughs> if this is the end of the world, uh, it will get me out of it. Uh, Fingers crossed. <laughs> Quandary Corner. Oh, I don't know what that voice is and I don't like it. What was that? Why did I do that? I don't know. Quandary. What's wrong with you? I'm shouting on the podcast. I'm using funny voices. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, Quandary Corner at the Clap Clinic here in Plumomatic. Can Pro- I say thank you? I've got, do you remember I got stern last week? You got annoyed, didn't you? I, I, I can, I can we go with stern rather than annoyed? No, you were, you were livid. <laughs> I wasn't livid. You were enraged. I, I wasn't. I got a bit stern and I uh, said, look, guys, yeah. we haven't got many. You berated them, didn't I you? I said, come on, pull your finger out. Yeah. Help me out here. Yeah. And guess what they did? They pulled the finger out. Yeah, got loads. What is that expression? Pull your finger out of the dam, isn't it? I don't know. No, but if you not. pull your finger out of the dam, that's not a good thing. No, pull your finger out. I don't know what it means. I probably no. said it wrong. Is it an expression? It is an expression, oh, okay. yeah. But no one's out. ever questioned what you're pulling your finger out of. Until now. Until now. <laughs> Let's stop saying it. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm absolutely thrilled. Please send more in. The more the merrier. Yeah, it's like your butt, is it? No, God. Because people I've sometimes say, oh, stop sitting around with your thumb up your butt, don't they? Maybe that's what it is. Oh, no. Why do you be sitting around with your... Anyway, I don't want to know why you do that. Mm. 
I could do some Christmas ones next week, though. Christmas quandaries. <laughs> I don't know, I'm like turning this into a Christmas special. Like we don't normally do a Christmas special. Please don't put jingle bells and everything. In fact, yeah, you put sleigh bells on like all the backing music, and I hate it. On the radio, it. yeah, you didn't like yeah, that, did you? Don't do that. Don't I was thinking about doing that on the other podcast, but maybe, uh, no, uh, maybe I won't. Now. No, it's really annoying. Okay. <laughs> I'd have to buy some sleigh bells. Ah, don't bother then. See, this is a great thing about our old job. Mm. I think, do you know what would be nice for Christmas? Having sleigh bells on everything. Yeah. And then I'd just say to somebody that. And then it's and their it happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a luxury. <laughs> oh, not anymore. Now you're like, uh, I just don't bother now. Yeah, yep, it's, yep. that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my creative ambitions uh, uh, are all thwarted by my own laziness. Yeah. Laziness isn't a thing, you know. I know. Yeah. I do know that. Yeah. I'm so yeah. pleased to hear about yeah. it. Okay. Mark Butler. This is our first one. Who? who? Mark Butler. 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 I hate you. Mm. Oh, Pete. R.I.P. Mm. Our old friend. Yeah. It was his birthday on Monday. Oh. Yeah, it would have been 65, bus past Pete. I'm trying to think how he would have handled that. He would have either had no sense of humour at all about it mm. and not wanted it mentioning, mm. or he'd be um, like flashing it around and <laughs> <laughs> lording it about with his bus pass. Oh. And it really could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. Um, but he, he would do a very good on the buses impression, yeah. wouldn't he? Where he'd say, I hate you, Butler, but I can't do it. It's not my gift. Okay, Mark Butler says, due to recent middle age creaking, I've given in and joined a gym. A gym, In a truly undrifter-like policy, I've got in the habit of showering there. This creates less awkwardness than you'd think. Always face the wall when in a state of undress and you act like it's not happening. But in a stereotypically comedy moment, I was actually in the shower recently when the fire alarm went off. I played the percentages, assumed that it was more likely to be a drill than a real fire and chose to dry myself and take my time and try and get dressed rather than run for the exit wearing a towel. Would I be correct in saying that this is the right policy despite the increased possibility of burning to death? As it turns out, it was a drill, which I found out when they sent a female member of staff to see if anyone didn't leave. Nightmare. Did he do the right thing? Should you think, well, I'd rather risk getting burnt alive and go outside with my clothes on, or should you just, like, run out knowing it's probably a drill with a towel wrapped around you? Plus, it's, it's December. You've got, you got to get dressed first. Mm, mm. i tell you what I might do. I might, with the towel, if I was really unsure, towel around me, grab the clothes, run to a place where I can ascertain whether it's a drill or not. Is, in the place where we used to work... Mm. Um, the like it was just known that there'd be fire drills at certain times, wouldn't yeah. it? So like we're going to be having a fire drill uh, on Thursday at eleven. Yeah. So in what way is that a fire drill then? Oh, I see. Because why is that? Because because normal fires don't give advance warning. Yeah, and yes. also you don't behave in a fire drill like you would in a fire. No, so it's not a real drill. So, but but then. Yeah, I think it's fine, is the truth. Because I hate it. I've, there's been occasions where I've been in a hotel and they've had a fire drill and I've had to go out in a dressing gown. Oh, dressing gown's all right, though, Dressing gown's all right, but it's been it's... around, like, standing around other people. Uh... Like, milling. I don't like milling about. Mm. I really don't like fire drill chat. Yes. Yes. It feels like it should be fun chat, but it isn't. No, it's not. What's no. What is that? It feels like, oh, great, we're out of work for 10 minutes. But... It, it, there's, there's nothing nice about it. It feels too forced, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, um, anyway, what was I saying? Fire So, So my point is this. If it's just a thing in some places mm. that they announce that there's going to be a fire drill, 
Why can't they say to you when you turn up at the drill, uh, the gym, yeah. it's going to be a fire drill today? Oh, uh, advance warning. It's going to be at yeah. this time. Make yeah. sure you're dressed. Yeah. Yes, you're yeah. quite right. Yeah. So it actually, like, it's nothing. It's not, this, this shouldn't be Mark Butler's problem. No. No. This, all gyms should be following this protocol. Yeah, I blame the government. Oh, yeah, the government. Okay, yeah. that sounds fair enough. Okay. Okay, let's move on to the next one. So think about how you vote at the next election. <laughs> I don't know which one of them are going to be uh, addressing this in the manifesto. <laughs> But I hope one of them is. Now, this is one that I've had an issue with before in the past. It's from Wise Duchess of Wiltshire. What is the correct etiquette when leaving a holiday rental, UK or abroad, regarding uneaten food? My husband and I disagree. I assume that the cleaners won't want or aren't allowed to consume the fruit and drink and therefore leaving it is extremely annoying and it is our job to throw it out. However, my husband is a hoarder and thinks the cleaners will be more than happy to make use of it. I am willing to leave sealed or unopened items such as wine or beer, but feel uncomfortable about opened ketchup, etc. I would be grateful for your advice. Possibly I'm the only person that worries about this. You are not. No, no, I, I, I've worried about this. I think fresh food, bin it, waste it. But you don't think the... <sighs> fresh food, bin it. No, absolutely. If you're talking about a tomato, you're not leaving that for somebody. No, but I'm Disgusting. just... Disgusting. No, I don't somebody mean... Somebody touching somebody else's tomato. <laughs> but if you put okay. some salt... Yes, yeah, even that's open. That's fine. No, but there are rules now. I think you used to be able to. Maybe it's changed back again. But post COVID, there were rules that you couldn't leave any food at all, like olive oil, olive oil, oils, salt, (laughs) pepper. I love that you uh, you made yourself sound more down to earth by dropping the olive. Like, don't you mean lard, Annabelle? So if you want to sound like one of the ordinary people, they'll cook with lard. I thought I sound so posh. Olive oil. Uh, that is a real... That, that, is, that, that makes us sound so old oh, really? that we think olive oil is posh. Oh, is it not posh anymore? I don't think there's a young person who thinks olive oil is posh. It is posh, though. That's because we're old, because... Like, well, hold on, what's the posh oil now then? It's always got to be one that's posh. Oil. Avocado oil. No such thing. What do you mean there's no such thing? No, I don't know. I've never had it. That's it's, what I mean it, by that. Right, okay, well, just to let you know, it doesn't exist. I remember once um, somebody we used to work with, work working with some um, DJs who very much weren't posh. Right. And um, this, this acquaintance of ours had an avocado. Right. And they thought it was a trick. Because I'd never seen one before. Oh. And it seemed, because it was too posh. Right. And and they didn't understand what it was and thought they were in some way being tricked. <laughs> it's a prank. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sweet. I know, I know. Oh, these sweet people. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah. like you and olive oil. I know. So, post-COVID, you weren't allowed to leave... An, a single item of food. Hang on, hang on. You, you weren't allowed. What are we talk? Was this was, this, was if, emergency if own, laws? Re- yes. If you own like a holiday letting or an Airbnb, which I don't, but I know someone who does. You were there was like there was new laws, and you weren't allowed to leave behind any food at all. Whereas in the past, you turned up to a holiday letting, and there would be some basics there, right? Now maybe I've changed again now. But anyway, post COVID, you weren't allowed to leave anything. I don't know where it's gone back. This is a, I wonder if this is like an Airbnb thing rather than something that went through the House of Commons as a first bill and then it was a word. Like, You're the, making the, the, me the, doubt myself. The, the, the word law is... Yeah. Um, Regulations. They have, there's all these regulations, like fire doors, yeah, no, you know, that no, kind of thing. But, yes, but I don't know. I don't know. This is, I'd, I'd like to be... You know, do you know what I love? Yeah. Being proven wrong. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I do, prove yeah. them wrong. Okay. I just go, oh, I'll never mention it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so don't bother me, Millie, if you yeah. want to be proven yeah. wrong. Yeah. But 
I think so. Even so, say you're leaving opened olive oil behind. Mm. I'm not. I'm, I'm. Well, first of all, I'm taking that home. Unless I'm abroad, I'm taking that home. Oh, but yeah. so like a spillage in your suitcase, do you? Well, I just you know I can't bear waste. But I'm taking that home. But, but you like it to be wasted all over the bottom of your suitcase yeah. and, and waste all the clothes that are ruined by being oiled. Well, he could wash them. <laughs> olive oil not easy to wash out. That's true. Anyway. I think... Unlike lard. I surely... the A pergam... Wash out with one of those bars of soap. Uh, Vim, is that what it's called? Coal tar soap. Yeah, yeah. One of the perks of being a cleaner uh-huh, is, of, uh-huh. of holiday letting, is surely taking a bag with you, filling it out with all the stuff that can't be left behind, bringing it home. Is it, though? I think it's a perk of the job. And so, so you think they're all scavengers, these people? Well, don't you? I don't want to have to go through the bins. Right. Yeah. And if... what? Okay, this is what I would do then. Uh-huh. I would put it in a bag on the table, yep. in a bin bag on the table. So they've got the choice then. Nice. <laughs> okay, bin bag wasn't great. I put it in like a waitress carrier bag. Yeah, yeah. That's nicer, isn't it? On the plastic? Ta- um, no, like a bag for life. Plastic. Well, you're supposed to use those for life because the whole point of them is... Well, they like, can really, use it for okay. life. I put it in a box, a cardboard box on the table. Where have you got a box from? I don't- <laughs> I'll bring it with me. Uh, and then they can choose whether they want to put it in their car Mm. Or whether they want to just chuck it on the bin. Yeah, give them the admin of throwing your throwing your half-eaten food away from you. Okay, I'm not going to leave like anything that's got bite marks in it, like okay. half a bit, half yeah. a, you know. But anything else, I think that's, it's so, so wasteful. I, th- I think fresh food, no, and I think bite marks, no. <laughs> but in what way is some salt or olive oil a problem? You've unscrewed the top, you've poured a bit out. You've if not been like drinking no. with your mouth out of the olive oil or licking the salt no. cellar. No. And if you're a cleaner of a holiday lettings, it would mean that you'd never have to buy those items ever again in your life. It'd be amazing. You'd have like piles oh, of Oh, I don't know. I'd have to see what brands people were choosing. Oh. Very fussy about what salt I would eat. Oh, okay. Not having any of that Saxa rubbish. Right. It's got to be sort of some kind of sea salt. Pink Himalayan oh, sea salt. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's be from the Himalayas. Right. There's, well, the, the only two things, uh, the only two demands I have on my soul: yeah. a that is pink, and b that it's from the Himalayas. <laughs> okay, the the only two. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So I think that's sold, right? I think so. Okay. Great. <laughs> And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. Send us a quandary, especially if it's a Christmas quandary. Oh, yeah, but even if it's not a Christmas quandary, we want your quandary, please. Yeah. Uh, we also want your stories of social ineptitude, especially if it's Christmas themed. Mm. Said something. Said something you regret, Santa. Yeah. Made him. Uh, made him feel awkward. Left an awkward silence between you and Santa. I'd love that. For example. Mm. Um, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And remember, women bleed. Every month, women bleed. I read the podication mm. just half seen a text mm. it appears to come from Santander 
Right. You know, the bank? Yeah. What did Santander used to be called? Was it the Abbey National? It was the Abbey right. National, yeah. Uh, this is, I'm going to read the text. Mm. It says, Romance scammers target people to steal money. Don't let someone you care about get caught out. Search online for Santander romance scams for more info. Do you think they send that to everybody, or do you think there's something about my data that suggests oh, that I need to see that? You're more prone to a romance scam. Yeah, or maybe they think my wife is cuckolding me with a scammer. Oh, do you bank with a Santander? No. Oh, that's even weirder. Yes. Publication. Kate Camp writes. Hi, Annabelle and Jeff. Hi. Hi. I'd like to do a publication for my sister Mary. She's just had a birthday, so I consider this a belated birthday one. Mainly, though. I just wanted to shout out to her for all her many great qualities. She is smart, caring and full of integrity. I think I could do one out of those three. Smart, caring, full of integrity. No, I can't. No. I I think you're smart. Well, you're smart. No, I I think I'm caring. Okay. Yeah, up to a point. (laughs) This is a weird conversation. I think I'm like a care, but I don't don't want to act on that care. Ah. Okay, okay. But I care very deeply. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, But definitely not full of integrity and not so smart. You are smart. No, I did this puzzle last night. Oh, did you? I do do this um, puzzle every day on the New York Times. Oh, do you? What sort of puzzle Connections. Oh, where would I find it? On the New York Times. Oh, is it it free? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I have a subscription, but I don't don't know. I don't know. Connections. It's the same place where Wordle is. I love it. Puzzle. So you go on Wordle and I do the Wordle first just to warm up and then I do the connections. You still do Wordle? Yeah. Oh, how sweet. It's quaint, isn't it? <laughs> You're still doing Sudoku. It's been I going know. since the 90s. I'm very retro. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's 16 words and you have to group them into groups of four. Oh, I love the sound of this. It's good, but um, occasionally I think it's possibly because they'll they'll go for like expressions that are American. Like I'll go from thinking some days I do it, and I think I wonder if I'm a genius. <laughs> and then other days I think oh. I can't ever speak about this publicly because pe- people might take my son away from me. Because <laughs> they think, yeah, I'm not sure it's safe. Wow, wow. It's, it, like, intellectual capacity is so limited really? that he probably shouldn't be left in care of a child. Oh my yeah. goodness! Okay, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> shall I get back to Kate's email? Yeah, go on. Then. Things have been incredibly tough for her lately as she dedicates herself to caring for a family member who is having a major mental health crisis. Mm. Mary is so giving and so skilled in being the lifeline for them, whilst also somehow managing to carve out time when she can to connect with and support others of her friends and family. The efforts required by her situation are truly superhuman and I'm just amazed and so proud of her for all she does. I love her so much and I just hope and pray in an atheist way that things get easier and we can go back to times of sitting around, disagreeing on the correct way to make a cup of tea and relentlessly mocking people together. Oh, I'm glad she does mocking. Yeah. You need you, an outlet, don't you? You do. And A, I think Mary sounds amazing. Very amazing. B... Got to recharge that tank, Mary. Yeah, Worried about you. Yeah. You can't just run on fumes. That's true. Um, You've you got to, I hope you're moving your body a little bit. Just going for some walks or more. I'm just, you know, I go for the bare minimum, which is a, a bit of a walk. Mm. And I want to know that you're connecting with people beyond just caring for them. Yes. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, necessarily you need caring for, but you, you've got, you've got to interact with people in 
an awkward way. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think Mary's a, a drifter, as it turns out, turns out. Mm. Um, but but what I mean is, just just have some chats with people who mean something to you that aren't about the heavy stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, what have I said? Movie body. Uh, sort of nutritionally, you're doing okay. Um, connect with people, and I think it's great that this stuff is giving you a sense of purpose. But but don't let it be don't don't let it be your only sense of purpose. Find some other purpose. I just do you know what I try and do. Mm. Appreciate little things. Oh. I know that's a, that's a, a, sounds like a walk. I sound like a walking cliche. Apart from I don't really walk that much. <laughs> a sitting cliche. Mm. But you know what? I'll just like be walking past the news agents. You know, there's little signs they have up in the windows oh, and the adverts. I look yeah. at those and I think, how nice that people still do that. Yeah. Look at that handwriting. I wonder who that handwriting belongs to. <laughs> These are the oh, things. Look at that. Or, yeah, I'll, I'll walk past a local business with a strange name or a strange signage, like Five Sapphires, and I'll think, I like to think about the man who owns that shop choosing this sign. <laughs> and that <laughs> or name. choosing this name for his business. Things One like that. sapphire, two yeah, sapphires, yeah, 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 yeah. three sapphires. No, yeah. five sapphires. Yeah. Birds on the bird feeder. Oh. Big fan of bird feeders. Mm. Something's going on. I've got something going on with that bird feeder. No, what? I think a squirrel is making stealth raids. Oh, please. That's so normal. I know, but these are the, these big fat balls, right? Mm. So I look out there. Most of the time there's a bird out there. I put five in this morning. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised tomorrow. Mm. I look out there. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess at how many would be left? You are these think, about as big as tennis balls? You think like one left. One left, yeah. How is a squirrel? I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Like getting it up out of the bird feeder. We had a rat as well doing uh, it for a bit. It might be a rat. might be a rat. Yeah, it might be a rat or a cat. No, they don't do that. that kind of thing. No, no, no. It'll be a rat. If it's a cat, could capture it. And then what? <laughs> oh, it was, it was a little back reference to that story from the other week where you accused me of <laughs> capturing a cat. Oh, really? I don't remember that. Yeah, it's oh, quite God. a major incident. It's a major incident in my life this year, but you've just forgotten about it. <laughs> oh, please. Can you, you know who wouldn't me, forget about it? Mary. <laughs> She's really some, invested in other people. Can you give people. me a bit more? I'm now worried that I didn't talk about this on the podcast because it's too dark. Oh. But I think you made fun of me for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost... I know it's ringing a bell. That's why I want more information. Can you okay. please just give me one a more bit? A cat was coming into our back garden. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got it yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, then yeah, we yeah, went yeah, away yeah, on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of days later, I hear meowing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's trapped in our cellar and it's, you know, we. We had given it some milk, but on the outside, we hadn't invited it in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it must have come in through an open door. We'd gone away on holiday. Mm. And then um, I heard it and it had been trapped in our cellar for oh, over God. a week. And what made me feel really bad mm. is before we got on holiday, Eugene had said, there's meowing in our house. Oh, yes. But he'd also said, I can hear every cat's meow, which mm. just seemed like a creepy thing a kid yeah, would say, yeah, so yeah, I completely yeah. discounted it. Oh, God. Yes, no, I totally remember that. Okay. I just needed a bit more of a push. Yeah. Oh, um, Mary loves a drift. Thank you, Mary. I feel that um, quite honoured that somebody of Mary's calibre would listen to this. Yeah. Um, even though she's not really a drifter, I have signed her up to Patreon as a gift for her. Please, can you give her a title of your choosing? I'm going to do it now. It is Splendid Lady. Love it! Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Splendid Lady Mary. Thanks so much, Kate. P.S. Bring back mug chat. Yes! There we go. See Annabelle's substack for more details. Right, if you'd like a podication, you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com and we salute and dedicate this episode, podicate, I should say, uh, this episode from Kate to Splendid Lady Mary. Amen. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.